open your cerebral cortex and shift your lobes into upper beta phase because you are going to have Bitcoin knowledge transmitted directly into your vestibulocochlear. Your host of Bitcoin Knowledge is Trace Mayer, an early Bitcoin advocate since it cost a quarter, but this is not intended to be investment advice. A doctor of jurisprudence, but this is definitely not legal advice. And an investor in core cryptocurrency infrastructure, including Armory, BitPay, Kraken, and Mitagio, but this is not a recommendation of those services. Here, you get fed via direct mind download with pure and free Bitcoin knowledge. Welcome back to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast. We have a valuable interview today with Aaron Zerker. He's CEO of Mercury Digital Partners, and they operate Coinado. So welcome to the podcast, Aaron. Thanks, Trace. Yeah, so let's get a little brief introduction. Like, what does Coinado do exactly? So Coinado is a full management service for connecting Bitcoin exchange accounts to a centralized server that automates arbitrage between those exchanges. So in essence, a client can create an account with two different Bitcoin exchanges, such as Kraken or Bitfinex, fund those two accounts on their own, and then link their API keys, which uh, both exchanges allow creation of, to uh, our central server, which uh, securely houses them. And what that enables us to do is to trade on behalf of the clients. It doesn't enable us to withdraw or uh, deposit any funds, but it gives us full trading control over the exchange. So we have proprietary algorithms and um, very experienced traders who examine the relationship between the two exchanges that you choose and look for opportunistic times to book uh, market-neutral trades by buying on one exchange and selling on the other. So arbitrage. Exactly. How about a little bit of your background? Like, how'd you get into Bitcoin and like this crazy, uh, this crazy wild world? Sure. So I started as a uh, microbiological researcher at Wild Cornell University, and that was around 2011, 2012 that I was working there. At that same time, uh, Bitcoin had piqued my interest at just as a theoretical topic and as a um, as an idea, and you know it hadn't really sparked anything yet. I messed around with some very basic mining equipment, GPUs back in the day, and eventually moved on to using them for Litecoin once that was kind of a thing. Um, not really made a ton of money that way, but just really interested in, in the technique and, and what actually what went behind it. Um, then I had a little Bitcoin to trade, so I went to, on to some of these exchanges and started trading on my own. Um, saw some very profitable patterns that exist just in the normal Bitcoin market. So I started looking to create a company behind um, taking advantage of those uh, patterns algorithmically. What would some of those patterns be? And what type of skills are we looking at using in order to take advantage of them in order to make profit? Um, So a lot of the patterns would be um, you'd look at two markets and you'd say normally over, over a month period, one market may have uh, a 1% or a 2% premium to another market. And that happens because of geological uh, laws. Um, it happens because of regulatory reasons. It happens because of reputations of the market. And it happens because of access those markets give to you know the, their general clients and their client base. By really studying some key markets, we've been able to find a relationship where we kind of know 
what that market will react to in terms of if the Bitcoin price goes up, goes down, and how that relationship interacts. So using that knowledge, we're able to book simultaneous trades by buying on one side and selling on the other and have a pretty high confidence that that's going to mean revert to uh, to go back to the norm and then that we can reset that trade afterwards when it mean reverts. So you're using some mathematical terms here like mean reversion, uh, confidence. Perhaps you can explain sure. those terms in a little bit more depth Absolutely. for those of us that just, you know, math's not our best subject. So if a market relationship is kind of a normal relationship over a month, um, there may be times when Bitcoin is particularly volatile where that relationship spikes. So if, if Kraken is 1% over Bitfinex at all times in a month or on average, um, there might be a market spike that happens and the, the spike suddenly Kraken is now 5% over Bitfinex in terms of its price. So what I mean by mean reversion is that 1% would be the mean. And the 5% would be something outside of the mean where it's an outstanding opportunity to go and sell coins on Kraken. And when we're confident, when we say that we're confident that it will mean revert, we're statistically determining the chances that that 5% will return to 1%. And when that happens, we'll be able to go back to a neutral trade. The term confidence, how does that play in with all of this? Yeah, so that's a portion of the statistical analysis that we do on these exchanges. So we'll look at how many times Kraken goes 5% over Bitfinex in a, in a given month, and if that is a normal event or not. For instance, um, the risks involved are mainly with trusting these exchanges and working with them in a normal capacity. So f- to give you a prime example, Mt. Gox had a normal relationship with Bitstamp for a long time. It had a 1% to 5% premium in price. Um, that price during the crash blew out to 15 20%. Um, that was not an expected event. It's not an event we had seen in the past, and therefore we knew that was a confidence move. It was something so out of the ordinary, the, the standard deviations or the probability that that would happen were so high that we something other than normal market fluctuation was going on. So Kraken, Bitstamp, Bitfinex, they normally have this range that they fluctuate inside of, and we're not worried that they're fluctuating inside of it because we've seen them go out there and come back um, in those trading ranges. So, so we're fairly confident that that, that will continue to happen as long as the exchanges stay healthy. Yeah, so that's actually one thing that I like to do when assessing uh, long-term trends or even secular trends is to look at the price and establish a 200-day weighted average, and and that becomes a relative price. And then from that relative price, I like to look at one standard deviation, two standard deviation, three standard deviation, and then from like whenever the, the current price gets into the third standard deviation relative to the to, to the relative price, then it might either be undervalued or overvalued. And so that's how I kind of look at longer-term trends from a statistical lens because the 200-day moving average, that's about eight months, so it's going to filter out any daily news. It's going to filter out uh, these black swans that you're talking about when it comes to, say, the, the counterparty risk with yeah, Mt. Gox. Exactly. So what, I mean, are we using uh, weighted averages to determine these normal confidence bands? Yes. Like, I mean, yes. what can we get a little bit more granular in that sense? Sure. Uh, we use um, a 
a simple moving average to uh, figure out the um, the mean between um, the one exchange's price and the other exchange's price over a 30-day period. We create our own proprietary graphs of these price differentials. And then basically it's up to human interpretation to look at them over time and to use a long enough time period, as you said, uh, to find those two, three standard deviation moves where it might be very profitable, but at three we start to get worried that there's something wrong with the exchange or that there's other factors going on that, that are out of our control. Are customers able to scale like how much risk or how many standard deviations or some of these uh, different variables? Are they able to do that or do you handle it all uh, on your end to make it kind of turnkey for customers? It, it is turnkey. Um, past the setup of the exchanges and the initial balance distribution, it's all turnkey. Um, we don't ask our clients to kind of define risk. We, we really think that we're in a position to do that for them and do that well for them. If you're good at this, and if it's an extremely high probability that you're going to be making or booking profitable trades, and if the risk on those trades is just the execution risk and the uh, counterparty risk of the exchange, why not just do this all yourself? Like, why? I mean, why kind of open up and do it for, for customers? Like, why not just trade it all your own money? There are multiple reasons. Um, we think the capacity for this trade is very high. So we want to open it up to the uh, public. I, I think this tool, when I first built it, was something that I built for myself that I really wanted to see on the market as a non-institutional investor and as, a, as you know just someone who is very interested in Bitcoin. So I'm eager to see people like me having access to it. On the other side, I can't talk about it in specifics, but we are launching a, a, a hedge fund in the uh, middle of the summer to uh, take advantage of some of these opportunities in a, in a very different light where we're in total control and management of the funds. Um, but that will also be applying some other strategies such as market making and direct arbitrage and, and some of the things we can't do without having direct control over the funds. Now, when you talk about there's a lot of opportunity for trades here, I mean, how much total capital are we talking about being able to be put to work to take advantage of just arbitrage in the Bitcoin markets? So on analysis of the four Bitcoin markets that, we've, that we cover, which are BTCE, Bitstamp, Bitfinex, and Kraken, we believe that there's a total of around 40 to $60 million dollars uh, a year that could be put to work in the way that we're working um, and not have any slippage or loss of value. Beyond that, I'm sure there's still opportunities, but you're going to see some diminishing returns. How can people find your website? So it's pretty easy. It's coinado.com, C-O-I-N-A-D-O.com. Okay, perfect. What would be some advice that you have just for traders in general? You know, people that want to make some money. Yeah. Uh, Bitcoin's got this volatility that, Absolutely. that makes um, traders happy. Like It makes traders happy, and it can also make traders very sad. Um, I would say any trader who's looking at the market should have some exposure to Bitcoin because I think it's going to be going up in the long term. But intraday volatility is high. Um, you know, if you're looking to make a short-term gain, it, it may be difficult to use leverage and to use some of the stuff that's really ready, readily available to make this very short-term positive gain. Our philosophy is that we want to look at it as a long-term investment and also have a trading element to it. 
So, in, you know, in our system, we're 50% exposed to Bitcoin and 50% exposed to the U.S. dollar. And the trader can decide to cover their risk in Bitcoin on their own, shorting it or, or not. And we think this is a very good setup because it, it exposes you to Bitcoin in the long term, but it also exposes you to the volatility so you don't feel like you need to sit there and attempt to make, you know, 5% by booking trades exactly in, in a market-making scenario on one exchange. Overall, I think there's really healthy community. Uh, I'm part of a couple different uh, chats, such as uh, TradingView and, and Whale Club, that like to just talk about it as, as in theory. And, and I think if you get deep into the theory, there is some good profits to be made as a, as a directional trader, um, but it's not for the light of heart. You mentioned that you'd also mine some Litecoins, and we got, yeah. man, we got a lot of different coins out there now. We got Monero and Dash and uh, Purecoin and Namecoin. And got any thoughts on kind of the, the altcoin market and being able to trade them and Absolutely. making money? Yeah. Um, so my former company, which was an iteration of this, was offering Litecoin as, a, as an arbitrage um, and will most likely be offering Litecoin as an arbitrage as well between BTC and Bitfinex. It's an incredibly profitable trade because of how volatile it is. But then at the same time, you have to own the underlying asset. And the altcoin market has taken a real hit in the last year, even relative to Bitcoin's fall. Um, it's fallen quite exponentially. I, I definitely mined Litecoin when it came out. I thought I still believe that alternatives to, to Bitcoin are, are possible and that the infrastructure around Bitcoin, while I think the difference between Bitcoin and the dollar was gigantic. Um, but the difference between Bitcoin and the next thing, it's going to be much smaller. So I think the acceptance rate is going to be reflective of, of that. Now, however, that doesn't mean that something can't come along that's so different from Bitcoin that people will say, you know, this is a real improvement. Um, and I, I think until that happens, investments in, in altcoins are, are going to be a difficult prospect. What are you most optimistic about when it comes to this whole cryptocurrency industry? When I was growing up and in college, I, I kind of saw the financial crisis happen. And when I really got into Bitcoin, one of the things that really excited me was how transparent it is and how using the blockchain, if you really use it the way it's supposed to be, instead of in private companies with your own accounting, how that would really change how public perception and how... Uh, transparency happens inside of financial transactions. So that's really my, my, my favorite part of Bitcoin. As far as its usage on every day goes, I, I carry, you know, 10 Bitcoins in my pocket and I pay my friends anytime they, they can or anytime I can do it. Uh, I use it all the time. I, I think it's, you know, just the easiest and best transaction method as long as it's accepted. And that's kind of where we're at, right? We're at the acceptance phase where, where I want to walk down the street and buy my, buy my hot dog at a hot dog stand by, by flashing my, my phone. We can't be around Bitcoin very long without getting a crazy story or two. What would be kind of a, a fun story that you could, you could tell the audience about your experience in Bitcoin? Um, I, I'd say, you know, my experiences in Bitcoin are, I'd say the most hilarious thing is how much money I put in developing all of these technologies. <laughs> Because I put it in all of my own earnings and all my own Bitcoin, and I bought a bunch. And I, I was a pretty early investor, you know, $80, $90. And I'm not saying that, you know, I, I didn't lose most of that, but just the, the whole experience creating a trading system is just so uh, engrossing in, in, like, the kind of executions that you make before you're really set up for, you know, production. So it's been about two and a half years of that, and we've seen some crazy trades happening, like, you know, 
buying and selling at ridiculous prices that are, you know, wouldn't have been possible if you didn't have a trading system set up, like buying on during a crash bit, bit stamp at like 600 and BTC at like 300 and seeing those opportunities and it's like seeing some of this stuff happen that probably will never happen again because this market's going to be moving into uh, a more stable environment. I think some of those things have been the craziest. <laughs> Taking advantage of a, a $300 arbitrage play on an underlying of $300 is just insane. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, so, well, I've seen some of those and we've also seen some crazy mistakes, you know, like we built the system out of our own money. So we've seen the opposite of that, right? <laughs> of course we have. That's everybody's story and we're sticking to it. I don't have any Bitcoins. Uh, it's been it's been great. We've had uh, Aaron Zerker, CEO of Mercury Digital Partners, uh, founder of Coinado, yep. C-O-I-N-A-D-O, where you can uh, go and hook up all uh, your different Bitcoin exchanges and arbitrage. Thanks for being with us on the podcast. Thanks a lot, Trace. get a copy of the free Bitcoin guide at freebitcoinguide.com. Got a question or suggestion? Record your voice at bitcoin.kn. Don't be shy. To help the show, share bitcoin.kn with friends, post about it on Reddit, and otherwise spam the interwebs. Your iTunes comments and five-star reviews are very important to us. Please continue tuning in to the Bitcoin Knowledge Podcast, where we release interviews with the top people in the Bitcoin world. Now take some choline and let that Bitcoin knowledge consolidate.